Coming to you from Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge in Ingalls, Indiana. Indiana's exclusive Aladino Cigar Lounge. It's the Final Third Podcast. Welcome back to the Final Third Podcast. I'm Rob. And I'm Isaiah. And today is monday before christmas it, yeah well christmas is on a monday it is but we're probably not record well we might record one for month now nah, we probably won't get one we're for not monday. there's no way now nah. i'll put no something way. out we'll see what we got yeah but, um but yeah so merry christmas and a happy hanukkah yes. to those who are done celebrating at exactly this point. Yeah. exactly sad days yeah sad days Sad, sad, sad days. Sad days when it's all yeah. over. How many days are in Hanukkah, Rob? All of them. <laughs> all of them. Every single one of them. That's what I thought you knew about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what are we smoking today? Today, we're going to smoke the Knuckle Sandwich Maduro Toro. I think this is our most smoked cigar on the show. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, we should uh, grab if, something else. No. Uh, if you, uh, you put it on the table, and I thought, you know what? That does sound good. It today. does. That's it, what I thought, it really too. It does. You know, we're getting ready to celebrate the holidays, and I'm thinking, you know what? Let's just have a good cigar and chat and hang out and drink some whiskey and all that fun stuff. Yeah, I mean, later on in this episode, we'll get to it, but be thinking about uh, what what your Christmas cigar is going to be. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. I got some ideas. Um, and today, we've got a couple different things to drink. We've yeah. got a uh, a dusty pour. Yeah. And uh, you want to start? You want to start with that one? We'll start with the Dusty? Sure. Didn't I tell you to clean your room? That's Dusty. And today we got a 1960s famous grouse scotch coming in at 86.8 proof. Yeah. Are you so. drinking the whole thing? You just want to split one for now? No, let's split one. All right. That'll be fine with me. Yeah. So I, uh, so we put a call out to, to our listeners and said anybody that wanted us to try some stuff, if you had something special you wanted us to try, bring it in and and we had somebody bring this in yeah and we're gonna give her a shot and i'm i'm a big fan of scotch and honestly a nice dusty scotch is probably gonna be a fun i've never had a dusty scotch i also have not drank that much of famous grouse i haven't either um that's the thing you know with scotch you can get into those 30 year old scotches and and try them so you know this one's 50 years (laughs) scotch not not 50 years old but yeah um yeah it's got that scotch nose, man. <laughs> I'm laughing because you're you're just wrong on on the what? age. <laughs> it's a uh, sixties. That's oh 60, 60, years. 60 yeah. not fifty. Yeah, yeah. sixty. Sixty-three. So on the uh on the nose of this, it reminds me of honeysuckle. Like going yeah. uh, by a honeysuckle bush. It's that floral, that slightly sweet. It's light and pretty, but it's it's very floral. It's almost like a rose petal kind of yeah, I can there. see that. Give her a shot here. That's so good. It is. Don't. I guess I didn't realize grouse had a little bit of peat to it. It's got a little like hint of peat, and that's it. Yeah, just I'm very not. High, I'm not pimp. detecting any peat in this. Just, it's just a very faint. But I'm getting that sim- that similar or similar um, medicinal peat note in it, which I love. It does do that dusty thing, mm-hmm. but it is so tame and so in check by the sweetness, and it really is uh, like a 
a bouquet of flowers that somebody put honey over the top of. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely got that honey, especially left on the palate. It's just almost like a, um, just a, a good light flower honey. Not, not as much of the, the really dark, rich honeys, but very, very light. Totally. Nice. Oh, I'm going to light this thing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you, whoa, Rob has changed it up as far as lighters go. It was sitting on the table. Oh, wow. I'm using the Julius. Rob, what is that one? This is the Ascari. The Ascari. It's a triple jet. uh, Yes. Torch. Just. Just, And just so y'all know. You know, we got a week till Christmas. We're running some specials this entire week. Um, you're going to be getting at least 15% off of everything merch-wise, at least 15% off all boxes, um, which will include stuff like this, the prefix box, sampler box, and the ZDT from Espinosa that also automatically comes with the jar humidor. So... It's it's a great way to get some amazing cigars at a lot cheaper price than you're normally going to get them. Oh, my goodness. So uh, going from that grouse to the cigar, it introduces a lot of that clover honey, that floral honey sweetness to it. And uh, it's kind of a different take on the chocolatey spicy notes that you typically get here. Yeah. Um, I did not think these were going to go well together, but they do. Oh, yeah. yeah. It tones down the 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 really flavorful honey part and brings out way more floral. Uh, but the palate with with the smoke in that, it actually makes the palate feel more like honey in, on the palate. Uh, with Heavy. the cigar, it almost tastes like it's a sherry finished product. Oh yeah, I like can it see has that, that kind of red fruit uh, note in there. Almost dry, like drying a little bit. Yeah, that's nice. It is really nice. So uh, thank you to. Yeah, and I'm I'm so sorry. I cannot remember who dropped this off. I, I need to write that crap down. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you to whoever yes, dropped thank this you so off. much. And remind me when you come back in so I can thank you in person because really good. And we're going to be getting into the second one here. In yeah. Just a minute, too. Yeah, we will. The second one is a 13-year-old bottle and bond George Dickel. Gotta love George. You gotta like, like a little Dickel. Well, you do. Like a little Dickel. You like a little. Well, yeah. I like you. A little you. one. <laughs> I, I like the new hat. I'm glad you got one of those. Yeah. Uh, Jake was very kind and he saw me eyeing it on my way out and he said, and just handed it to yeah. me. And I said, God bless. Yeah. <laughs> God bless. I love that guy. That show was so fun last week. It really and, was. Uh, I'm still like, I hopped on Marco Polo with some of my uh, bourbon friends and was just telling them about that. Uh, about that barrel. Angel's Envy. Straight from the barrel? Yeah. <laughs> I, I have let so many people, and we're, I think I've got maybe like a quarter of an ounce left that I'm going to sip on it. later. Um, I've let so many people try it, and everyone's like, my God, why doesn't Angel's Envy make that every day? I'm like, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's crazy because it's just like, this is not a special barrel to them. This was something they were sending out to somebody. It wasn't one that was designated, as far as I know, for their cash strength release or anything like that. It was just like, oh, here's a good barrel. Yeah, 
take well, this in a flask. Actually, over here. what this was, so what they do is those flasks, they send those to people to pick the flask they like the best. If you can't go to the distillery and do a barrel pick, and then you have to choose where you proof that down to. But you, it tops one, out at 110. 10, and that one was 122. <laughs> Honestly, that's just rude. <laughs> Top it <laughs> out too. at 110. Like, I believe it would still be good at 110. I think but so. But there is something beautiful about it. It was 121, so 122, whatever it was. 22.6. Yep. Oh, my god! It was. And, and you know, he was kind of. He was kind of leading us a little bit to believe that there might be some fun stuff like that coming out in the next year. They're freaking better. So we're hoping so. We're pushing I mean, for seriously, it. they could do $170 barrel picks and people would buy that. Oh, honestly, if you just try that one time, you would be hunting that bottle. Yeah. That, would, that would become a unicorn bottle for some people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. So uh, how did that event go? Um, how was the time Great. with Angel's Envy? Did, did a lot of people try the pairings? They did. Yeah, a lot of people did. A lot of people, I mean, it was cool because we had a lot of people coming just for the Angel's Envy and others coming just for the crowned heads. And then once they all kind of got together, it's like, oh, this all works together really well. <laughs> yeah. And it turned out to be really a great event. I mean, we were packed inside and outside Good. pretty much during the entire event. And Jake. Jason and Sean all just crushed it. They they were awesome to hang out with, um, you know, bringing in some different offerings and um, doing the pairings with it. People were loving it. You know, Good. that's the thing. Is like the Angels Envy Rise. Not my. I'm not. I normally hate that. Form. Yeah. I fell in love with it with the Blood Medicine. Yeah. It yeah. was the perfect pairing for the Blood Medicine. Yeah, it, it was a uh, well. Even when we tried it on the show, it was great. Yeah, it's just good together. That's when it snuck up on me. I'm like, oh man, I think I like this now. Well, genuinely looking back on it, I was not looking forward to the Angels in V Rye when we were on the I show. I wasn't either. Until and honestly, I was hoping that we would have skipped their staple offerings and yeah. gone to the cash strength stuff. Yeah. But looking back on it, I'm like, no, like I kind of discredited these before I should have. Yeah. Like there is a reason those are staples. Right. And uh, well, and that, they're great. They are. And that's the thing, too, is like that, that's a really good point for people out there. There may be something like I will tell you right now, Angel's Envy, regular port finish, a great first bourbon to get on to. But it's also good to go back to stuff like that that you started out with and, and really appreciate what you fall in love with. Because I'm with you, man. I, I don't normally sit and drink Angel's Envy uh-huh. on the shelf, but now I'm like, I've had it a couple of times this week because I'm like, oh, that's really good. Yeah. I'll start my day off in the in the 90s as yeah. opposed to in the 140s. Well, I had that same <laughs> experience uh, last night. I So when we were on our Elijah Craig barrel pick, our special bottle that we were able to get was a Henry McKenna 10. Yep. And I kind of picked it up because it's just like, yeah, I mean, I don't see these every day. Whatever. It's not a goaded bottle for me. Right. Like, it's not something that I go out of my way and pay secondary prices for or anything like that. But I cracked mine open last night, and I just remembered why I loved it so much. Because yeah. that was one of the bourbons that got me into bourbon. Uh, in college, we drank a lot of Henry McKenna 10. Yeah. And that sounds, that sounds stupid to some people, but it was yeah. just like... What we drank, it well, was widely then, it available. It was, what, 35, 40 bucks? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we got it for 35, like all day long. And uh, we drank a lot of it. And c- getting out of college, getting into nicer bourbons and all that stuff, I kind of 
put that on the back burner. Getting on into it last night, I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, it is good. It is legitimately good. Better than most Elijah Craig Barrel Proof picks that I've had. Yeah. Well, not ours. Not ours. Ours is the best. Uh, ours. Ever. I've killed an entire bottle of ours. I've killed a few. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, that is the quickest I have downed a bottle <laughs> of anything in a long time because I'm the type that I I have over 100 bottles of yeah. now. So it's just so like, much variety. Yeah. Just what do I want different. tonight? And there was like a week or two straight where it was just like anytime I was drinking bourbon, it was just that. Yeah. Well, and you were talking about, you know, um, Henry McKinnon and all those. Um, something that I think you and I kind of both semi-predicted earlier this year, which we saw it coming, was you're going to start seeing a lot of this stuff on the shelf again. Yeah. And it's happening. There's it is. stuff everywhere now. Um, if, when you couldn't get Heaven Hill bottle and bond at all, I'm seeing it everywhere. People posting pictures. Oh, my God, it's here. I'm like, yeah, it's everywhere now. Yeah. And Meyer uh, has seeing, a pallet of it. Yeah. You yeah. got buff, all the Buffalo Trace items other than yeah. like the B-Tax and stuff. But all the Buffalo Trace items are back in stock. Um, I mean, really, even the... Uh even the, I, I would say mid-tier allocations from them. Yeah, like, like the your, Taylors and stuff. Like Taylors, yeah. your Stags, your Blantons. Those are so much more widely available yeah. now. Um, and they're still allocated. They're still hard to get. But they have released so much of it this year that if you were trying at all, you had the opportunity to get one. Oh, yeah. And I feel like a lot of that was so many people were so tired of playing the game last year. They just stopped playing the game with them. Yeah. There's a lot of great whiskey out there. You don't have to have only Buffalo Trace. And now that they have so much product. I think they're going to start releasing more and more of it. So, yeah. So I am going to get into this next thing that he gave us. This is a, uh, a George Dickel bottled and bond. This is the 13 year, um, yeah, I have tried this before and yeah. actually love it. Like it, cool. it's a, it's one of the only products that George Dickel will label as bourbon. On everything else, they will call it a Tennessee whiskey. Okay, so, and they should. Well, I mean, if you're making whiskey in Tennessee, like there's a reason to be proud of it. Absolutely, trying to put it on on the category and on the map. Well, I mean, there's a reason why Jack does it too. Yeah. They're distinguishing themselves. Even though it can legally be called bourbon, they still distinguish themselves from it. Yeah. Starting to get a few people coming in. One or two. Nice. Three nice. Or four. So you got some stuff coming up for Christmas? You, don't, you got, got anything going on at all? A million things. Need a drummer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Last night I was kind of heated in our group chat. Uh, <laughs> that was because no, nah, I don't want to get into I'm it. I'm telling you, I, I'm still rooting for, I'm still rooting for Will to become your bongo guy. <laughs> I do not need bongos. Oh, bongos, baby. Yeah, bongos absolutely. says Christmas. There is nothing I, about oh, Christmas oh, no, that no. bongos. There, say. there was a dude sitting right next to Jesus when he was in the manger playing bongos. You know it was happening. It was happening. It was not. I think it was. It just wasn't. You weren't there. I'm, I'm well, way older than you. Are you that old? <laughs> Honestly, could be. Bongos, baby. So uh, I saw that you guys had 
reindeer and an elf here. Not here. It was it was over across in the town oh, hall. Okay, I yeah. was like, what the heck? Who was yeah. doing that at a cigar lounge? No, nah, it's over here. It, they they had it for the town and gotcha. They had a crap ton of people show up for it. It was, it was pretty. Did you guys cool. sponsor the event? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's local. We we always yeah, sponsor totally. local stuff. So, but yeah, it was pretty cool. That guy that owns the the reindeer farm actually comes in here. I don't know, a couple times a month. And so Lisa's started getting him out here. And now the kids love it. Every Last year they had a bunch come out. And this year they were lined up petting the reindeer. So That's like, awesome. I mean, fun. every single mall has a Santa. Every single Cabela's Bass Pro has a Santa. Yep. But nobody has reindeer. So that's that's pretty cool. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah it, was, it was a good time. Unfortunately, it was also a crazy rainy monsoon day so i was really glad yeah. to see they were inside this year last year we were outside so yeah that's uh, yeah. good so yeah so um this is releasing monday yeah we your mama's coming tomorrow yeah which not tomorrow on the yeah it's already passed guys don't worry about this tomorrow as in uh saturday Before december the, 16th yes for the final third christmas party so if you're listening to this Sorry. It already happened. It was a great time. It is. And so. you just missed it. You did. And that's a little bit sad for you. Yes. But uh, uh, there'll be another one next year. And his mom is the charcuterie queen. Yes. She built the entire bar into a charcuterie. Yeah. And it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. So uh, this, it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> this morning she called me up. She was having trouble with her car. She's got a uh, Toyota Highlander that's honestly been great but um it was having some issues and she uh she took it into the into the shop this morning at a dealership and said uh hey if 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 this ends up taking too long can you pick me up <laughs> and uh, I was like yeah whatever they said it's going to take uh probably 5 6 hours Ooh. So I went over and picked her up. She said, I don't have a car. Can you take me shopping? I got to get a couple more things for the <laughs> shop. <laughs> and I was like, if you'll buy me lunch. <laughs> nice. So that nice. was that was the deal. That's cool. Uh, I can tell you there is going to be a lot of great things on that charcuterie board. I'm excited. Um, I think she even told me about smoked salmon and Ooh. all of the things. So Yes. Uh, she said she's taking it up a notch this year. Nice. So <laughs> it'll be a. Uh, It'll be good. But again, if you're listening to this show, uh, you, you missed it. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll show you pictures. Yeah, we'll show pictures. Yeah. Soon, so. uh, look on the final third Instagram. I'm sure Lisa took a million pictures of it mm -hmm. and made Rob post them. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We love you, Lisa. Yes. I think it's going to be awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. This time of year, you know, a lot of people are taking off some extra time. I know we got several regulars that are already off for the rest of the year amazing and um if you need a place to come hang out during the day you know our days are usually a little slower because people work come in here it's it's such a casual environment just to come and relax and have a cigar and a drink before the place gets crazy in the evenings yeah um i'm, I'm looking forward to that time this year because i know a lot of people come in from out of town spend some time with family and we get to see them every year and it's a lot of fun so we're excited we can't wait to see you guys yeah, it, it is great. Uh, be sure to stop by and uh, strike up a conversation. It is easy to do that around here. Yeah. Uh, let us know. And if you need help buying that last-minute gift. Yes. Um, and they're a regular here, it'll make it even easier. Or if you just know that they like cigars, we can also help with that. 
Yeah. And there are, I mean, we, we have, like I said, we're going to have those discounts going on all through until Christmas. Um, I will tell you, I mean, I'm one of those guys that's hard to buy for because I don't really need anything. But yeah. if someone takes that, goes out of their way and finds something, a cigar or something cigar related for me, I'm like, or bourbon related. It's like, yeah. that's someone thought about, well, and about and it, me to think about. That's me. the thing that I'm dealing with a lot this year is like, what do you get grown people who have grown person money? And all, all of that deal. It's like consumables. Yes, exactly. Consumables uh, are the best gifts, in my opinion. Or you get them things that they just wouldn't spend the money on for themselves. Like even a, a nice cutter or a nice lighter. Yes. Um, those things will go a really, really long way. Did you get a new phone? No. No? No. Same old phone. What are you? What? <laughs> what? I was looking at Did you get a new case? No. No? Okay, no. whatever. No, you just don't come around anymore. I guess <laughs> it's okay. No, I'm I'm still I'm still a little while before I need a new phone. Yeah, yeah. Hey, but uh, yeah, consumables in the form of cigars and whiskey and uh, just well, and, higher end things. If you know yeah. somebody that smokes around the house, honestly, those quasar desk cutter and lighters. You cannot beat them. Yeah. Uh, even me, I smoke outside, and I just keep those inside on on a on a table that I've got in there. Like just cutting your cigar before you go out and grabbing that huge lighter, yeah, and taking it out with you. Like I'm not gonna run out of fuel. No, I have filled it once, and I don't. I think it's still got a lot to give, and it's been like six months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I. It is. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know where he's going to go with Yeah, that. you're welcome, Rob. Yeah, sorry. Great conversation. Sorry. <laughs> I'm wiped out, man. This has been a week already. Why is that? Why. It just seems like every night's been a late night, yeah. and we're just tired. So. Well, you've been crazy just with hockey, to too. Yeah, but not last night. Not last night. Went home with bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, I'm excited about the holidays. It, it's one of those things, too. It's like I'm look, we're coming up to the holidays. Christmas is on a Monday. We're closed on Monday. So yeah. basically we're getting zero time off. Ugh. And it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It is okay. That um, means you guys can come on your days off. It is the joy of small business ownership. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and honestly, the fact that they are open that next Tuesday, be sure to come out and show some love because yeah. these guys do not get a day off and at least make it worth their while. Come yeah. out, hang out, bring your family, bring your friends that are celebrating with you, and and enjoy probably your day off. I know most people get the week off between Christmas and New Year. At least a lot of people do. So yeah, <laughs> Jim's over there selling boxes. Look at him. Yeah. Are you gonna buy that? Are you buying it uh, for you? Yeah, you get commission. It's called your paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. So Christmas. Christmas. What sort of Christmas traditions does your family have, Rob? Uh, we really don't have that many. I mean, we growing up, we you know, I don't know if you guys ever watched the the Rankin and Bass Christmas. They're like cartoons, but like claymation, stop claymation kind of things. Uh-uh. Do you remember those? Like Rudolph and Oh yeah, Year Without yeah. a Santa Claus, yeah, all yeah. those. We love to watch those, and my kids love them too. So, you know, we're trying to find a time where we can do that all together, but. Again, now that we're working all the time, it's hard to find that. But that's one of our biggest traditions. Um, and now that you got everyone's got their own families, 
just trying to find time to actually spend time together. Yeah. So that's really about it for us. Yeah. But you. Um, oh, we really only do a couple like fixed things. We always celebrate Christmas like <laughs> pretty early in the morning, Christmas yeah. morning. It's just it's always been that way. And now that everybody's older, it's still 8 a.m., but it used to be like 6.30, oh, yeah. you know, just ex- excitedly waiting in your bedroom until <laughs> mom and dad finally let you go downstairs. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, the the only other thing we do is Chinese food yeah. on Christmas Eve. That's cool. Yeah, we just, uh, I'm sure it came from the Christmas story yeah. uh, movie at, at some point or another, but I, we've done that for as long as I can remember. And uh, most of the time, you'll catch us late night, um, probably closing up the Bamboo Garden in oh, Greenfield, yeah. which okay. is a Chinese buffet. <laughs> nice. Nice. It's, it's just we, like... We used to do um, on Christmas Eve, and we haven't done it in years, but we used to do lasagna. Oh, yeah. Lisa's I've heard of a lot of people doing lasagna. That. We'd have lasagna on Christmas Eve, and then everyone would get together the next morning and start Christmas lunch and dinner. Which, honestly, I don't know where the lasagna trend started, but the nice thing about a lasagna is you can basically make it and... Make it, stick it in the fridge, and then bake it, it when for whenever you're ready. Yep. Yeah. And actually, it's better if you do it that way. It is. Everything kind of pulls together. Yeah. So, no, that's that's great. And then uh, this year we'll be splitting Christmas, do the first half with my family and the latter half with Victoria's family. But yep. that kind of works out anyway because they're uh, not early to rise. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, good. I'd rather it be that way. Um Cinnamon rolls Christmas morning. It's a necessity. Nice. Somebody's got to make cinnamon rolls. Awesome. So this year, it's me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. I like cinnamon rolls, man. Yeah, They're so good. Yeah, one of the other things we always used to do, and actually, we've continued to do this, is we always got all the girls, Lisa and, the, and the, my three daughters, all pajamas every year. Oh, okay. So we'd always go out and find them some nice pajamas or whatever, and they always look forward to it, and it's like we always try to sneak it by them, and they always know it's coming. Yeah. And occasionally we'll we'll actually not give it to them and then they'll be like where's our pajamas <laughs> we go out and find them for them don't so. you do uh chocolate oranges too we used to when you yeah. could find them and if i can find them i'll, I'll get them for the kids yeah yeah oh yeah because i remember you telling me like oh yeah we do that around christmas yeah because i've still never eaten a chocolate orange they're good it's not the not the highest quality chocolate but it, they still <laughs> taste really great yes. orange and chocolate together so good anyway yeah yeah, now, really, I mean, it's just going to be really kind of casual and spending time with the grandbabies. Yeah. You know, really, this time, we don't really do a lot of gifts for the adults. It's more about the kids. Oh, yeah. So, it's just more fun for them. Yeah, we are we're we don't have a lot to talk about today. We've noticed that. We actually had someone come was going to come on the show, and he wasn't able to make it. So, Lame. we're just, like, talking about stuff. So, uh... What is your, what are your Christmas cigars? You smoke cigars nearly every day. I do, yeah. Um, are you smoking anything special or are you? I'll be taking a couple of the Padron 26s home with me. Yeah. Smoke a couple of those. Probably going to take one of the um, the McAuliffe Reservas home. Okay. Um, that, that cigar is such a freaking great cigar. I smoked one yesterday. It's a salty, it's expensive cigar. So it's. The most expensive cigar we have in there by about eighteen dollars. How much? Forty three. 
I think is what it is. Oh, I haven't, I haven't even smoked one yet. Um, it's, it's a fantastic cigar, and I smoked one yesterday, and I'm like, it's got, it's got Peruvian tobacco in it, in the filler, and um, Peruvian does this kind of a funky, almost like Indian spice thing to it. That yeah, I really, really like. You know what else has Peruvian tobacco in it? Mildias. Mildias does. Mildias. But this one yeah. takes the Indian spices a little bit. I think it's using more Peruvian because this one really pops those spices. And I, I love that. Um, yeah, it'll probably be those. Cool. But you? I am probably going to hit into some of my blood medicine um, in the morning and then. I will probably finish the day with the knuckle sandwich 55. Yeah. I just, uh, that's one of those cigars that no matter what you smoke, no matter what you drank, it's Perfect. still there and it's still amazing. Yeah, I agree. And the 56s will be coming in February. Wow. Yep. So the 56 is the same blend as the 55. Um, it's just going to be whatever different shape, different length they're going to have this year. Yeah, and I did hear that the um, the next year's warhead is going to be the knuckle sandwich fifty five size, so it's going to be that oval shape. Oh, cool! So that'll be a brand new. Size <laughs> they were for like, warheads. made this freaking press. Let's, Let's use it. use it. Yes, yes. Um, so some good things, uh, which I I appreciate. I love the warhead blend. Uh, some of the sizes have just been kind of ridiculous the past two years the uh the toro and the warhead seven or maybe that was a churchill churchill was let's see this is nine churchill was eight no no, no last seven. year was toro was a box press toro wasn't it i don't remember what it was seven is the box press box press churchill, churchill? okay eight was the gordo nine is the football gordo no, last year's was wait. I'm I'm on the wrong one. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a six. Last yeah, year's yeah. was a six sixty. And this year's is that the, because the we or the, we dogged on it and then we tried it and we were like, oh yeah, good. it's still good. <laughs> so it's good. Still great. Uh, but those warhead sevens, I still am sitting on a box of them. The Churchill was my favorite size, other than the Lancero. The Lancero, I think it was like maybe two something like that. Is still probably the best flavor. I have I a hard have time believing left. they'll they'll bring back the Lancero. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, they're kind of trying to do new things every time. Yeah. Um, and honestly, if they're going to the Cuban shapes, they can go. They can do. They can do this for another fifteen years and yeah. never repeat. So. Oh yeah. I, now I would say I'd love to see them do a Corona, but that would be an expensive Corona. It'd be hard for them to to decrease the cost that much to make it affordable for someone to buy a Corona. Cause a lot of the guys like those more full bodied cigars want a bigger cigar. Yeah. And to have I, a Corona, I mean, and I'm, I would in, love I'm it. in that boat too, dude. I mean, that's, that being said, that's one green yeah, Corona, man, yeah, I know hard to pass up. It would be uh fun for them to do like a double Corona and do double as far as length. Um, unlike the, what was that, Sobra Mesa that was a double Corona and was basically like a 62. 56 ring gauge, and it was like nine inches long. There's nothing long. about that that made me think, eight yeah, double Corona. Yeah. yeah. But, again, we're in America. We can call anything anything we want to call it. And I wish, that's one of the things I really wish that would have translated from Cuba, the only thing really, is I wish they would have actually 
used all the traditional Cuban shapes and sizes. Yeah. And allowed people to make those all those cigars because there was plenty of sizes. You know, if you if you want to make a different size, a bigger size, I mean, they weren't big on making Gordos and stuff. That can be an add-on. But all the other sizes should just be consistently the same size. But that didn't happen because, you know, America. America's big. Yeah. So uh, we're... Something else. This is about to be our, really our last episode for the end of the year since we won't be recording next week Mm -hmm. for christmas um we're not going to be putting out a show on the 25th so are you ready for this last year we did this the week before we did predictions for the next year Mm -hmm. and then um in two weeks when we record again we're We're gonna gonna do do cigars of the year cigars of the year and i would also say pours of the year yeah yeah if we want to, we we'll can both. we can do one ounces or so that whatever. would be a January first release. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, so, Rob, what, what predictions do you see in the cigar or and or whiskey space um, for twenty twenty four? Wow, <laughs> I know, yeah, I know. Um, I I feel like we're going to see a resurgence of San Andreas Maduro. I'm hoping so. Um, that's, that's my prediction this year. I feel like we nailed it last year with Sumatra. Everybody had Sumatra, but what's gotten lost is there's not been a lot of San Andreas and the ones that came out were bangers this year. Yeah. So I'm going to McAuliffe Black. I'm pretty sure that's a Maduro, San Andreas. Yes. Yeah. Um, I really feel like people are going to there because I mean, the, one of the biggest problems was there was a little bit of a shortage of the San Andreas wrapper. Um, but that they took almost a whole year off of them. So there's got to be some wrapper out there available to start rolling and making new cigars. So I feel like San Andreas Maduro really, really hoping to see knuckle sandwich come out with them, their Maduro really looking forward to seeing maybe Rojas come out with that. Yeah. The knuckles or the, um, Street Taco Maduro in the, in the regular sizes, not just the little one. Um, so I, I would love to see that. I think if that if that happens, what it's going to do is it's going to draw people back to a lot of the the San or the um, San Andreas Mexican Maduros out there that already are here that people have kind of moved on from a little bit. Yeah, and that's one of my predictions. So if cigars were to cater to Rob Boyland in 2024. What is the trend that you don't think would happen, but you'd love to see? That I don't think would happen, but love to see. Or just wouldn't be as likely as just a San Andreas resurgence. I, I mean, I want to see that happen. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've been hearing people talking about releasing more Gordos. And it kind of got to the point where I felt like people were kind of moving away from that. But we still sell a ton of Gordos here. I know other shops that sell a crap ton of Gordos. So that's a trend I would love to see kind of go away. Yeah. But I feel like there's going to be more Gordos available next year. Yeah. Um, there's not, there's really, as much as people want to say, it, there's not really much of a shortage of tobacco right now. Yeah. Um, so I, I could see them starting to use that in some Gordo sizes. Absolutely. So uh, next year for me, as far as tobacco goes, I think we are going to see uh, more of these brands that are 
kind of just a figurehead and almost an independent retailer for these different factories. Um, somebody like uh, Stolen Thrones or, or somewhere like that where they don't own a factory, where they're just trying to produce cigars out of other ones. I think we're going to see some of those disappear. And I so even some of the ones that we that we love, some of those cigars that we love, I think just with the larger companies coming in saying, hey, the cigar boom is here to stay, so we might as well just ramp up our production and sell them on this yeah. rather than fulfill all these orders for these small guys that are ordering, honestly, like tiny amounts compared to everything else running out of the factory. Yeah, I think it's going to be harder for those companies to survive. And it seems like uh, in 2022, we saw a lot of... We saw a lot of cigar manufacturers or companies come on the market with PCA and TPE and all that stuff. I think some of those are going to disappear. Yeah. Um, and it not that it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It just kind of is business. Well, and a lot of that I feel is, is also coming from you have you have some brands. I'm not going to mention names. I'm thinking of three of them right now on top of my head that have like three or maybe four blends. When they came out and they haven't come out with anything new since. Yeah. And what happens when you do that is people forget about you. Yeah. And if you're not coming out with something new, you're old now. And um, that's what I'm finding in the few of the ones we have in there left is, you know, if you're not coming out with new sizes or new blends or doing anything or coming out and doing events. Even just repackaging what you've got. Yeah. But it just seems like it feels like that's what's happening is a lot of people are. Uh, a lot of those brands are just kind of getting stagnant thinking, oh, we made it. And yeah. then you can't stop. You have to be constantly innovating. Constantly. Yeah. It, 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 Same it, with bourbon. And well, and it kind of reminds me of the the way the music industry is, is where all these popular artists would, would rather release single by single by single to stay on the top of the charts than right. put together a full... Uh, a full work like an album. And you kind of have to do the same thing in the cigar space right now mm -hmm. just to keep up with the amount of product that is coming out that's brand new. Yeah. How many cigars did Crown Heads release this year? I can think of two. If you I count mean, the Osgener, well, uh, that's I mean, You three. also have the three different releases of the special limited edition Mill Diaz. Yeah. Um, you had the, the, well, yeah, the Osgener, the Pie. Um, oh, and the Aramis, and Aramis, the Aramis, whatever. Aramis, whatever, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know if Crown Heads came out with anything other than the Mill Diaz special releases. Now, part of that could be uh, the piece. What's that? What's that high end one? Oh yeah, the Lavaretta. Lavaretta. Yeah, yeah, that one's coming. We'll be getting that eventually here. Um, yeah, that one did come out. You're right. But that was even for them. That was a little bit of an innovative uh, kind of a market push move where they kind of entered the market for. A special cigar. Yeah, yeah. Where in the past, they have had limited editions, but they've never really hit that $20 mark. Right. And uh, whether you like it or not, there are some people that are coming in here to celebrate something. And yep. whether you think the cigar is worth over 20 or not, it doesn't matter. But yeah. the fact that it is makes it a special thing. Right. And somebody's going to smoke that on their birthday. They're going to smoke it on New Year's. They're going to smoke it on uh, Christmas, uh, whatever. That's that's kind of uh, that market that they've entered into. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And I think 
We, I mean, they've also, I think, I feel like a few of them brought out those $20 cigars early in the year. And um, everyone else was sitting back going, let's see if this is going to work. Yeah. And then they said, oh, yeah, there's a market for yeah. that. And oh, everyone's yeah. doing it. And honestly, I'm okay with it. I mean, I feel like yeah. those cigars are really great. So, hey, uh, yeah. how you doing? The, um, I, I'm okay with it because I feel like if you do something special with it, if it's a special, more expensive leaf or if it's a, uh, more age, you got more age on them or something like that, you know what? It does cost money to store and it costs money to put the marketing, all that stuff. I'm okay with it as long as they also have cigars that are in that lower price range. Just like we talked yeah. about Calif. They got that $40 plus cigar in there. They also came out with the $8 McAuliffe Black this year, <laughs> which, which is, is freaking delicious. Crazy good. So, you know, as long as you're balancing out for all the customers, I'm fine with it. If everything is expensive. Are you dropping ass? I thought I did. If everything is expensive in your lineup, you're really pigeonholing yourself into a very small market. Um, yeah. So that's why I like seeing what McAuliffe's doing. I mean, Aladino released a couple limited editions that were the highest dollar cigars they put out yet in that yeah. $17, $18 range. It's so good. And honestly, they're great, and they sell like crazy. So yeah. um, there is a market for that, but there definitely has to continue to be a market for those 7 to $10 cigars, too. In the whiskey space, I think there's a couple things. Well, that, I do have one other okay. prediction, and yeah. this is something I did hear someone else say, and I was kind of pissed that they, jumped, they beat me to it. Um, I feel like... Um, Davidoff hasn't really done a whole lot lately yeah. innovative. I mean, they kind of have, but they kind of haven't. I, I, f I think they're on the auction block. I think they're looking to sell. And I could see someone like a general or something yeah. bring in a high-end line. Someone else made that prediction, so I'm like, I can't take credit for it now because someone else already beat me to it. But that's what, something I've been feeling because they're already – Looking like they're going to kind of pony off maybe like the Camacho brand and some yeah. other ones. Yeah. I could see them just setting this up to say Davidoff is a premier brand. We want to sell this and we're going to make a crap ton of money off of it. And, you know, good for them. Uh, find Davidoff soon on Seabed. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Uh, so uh, that is interesting. I, I hadn't thought about that. But uh, as far as Davidoff's releases have gone, they've done their typical – um, the year typical of, yearly thing, the, yep, yep. the year of blank, and they still sell, but they haven't gone forward and really made a new cigar for right. their line. So, yeah. And uh, they may have, and I just don't know about it, but I haven't seen it. At least they're not marketing it. I haven't seen. Unless it's being marketed at the Davidoff lounges, which that could, could be, be part of it, but. Yeah, that I, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, um, I could see that. If you're in the know on that, you're probably in the know just because they are very very niche brand so yeah so whiskey space so in the whiskey space i think we're gonna see a couple things in this uh well i got three things for you for this upcoming year i think the year of the finishes is um coming to an end i think the finished craze is going to be dying down in 2024 and not not as far as every single type of finishing. Yeah, not dead, but the crazy, the crazy finish. But I think the sweet finishes, the wine finishes, everything like that is going to be kind of subsiding, and it and it will. Um, the things that will live on the shelf are the refined brands like uh, Angel's Barrel, Envy. Angels Envy, stuff like that. Yep. 
But I think the the barrel picks of finished everything are going to start dropping. Um, yeah. As far as finishing, I think the thing that people are going to explore more is some straight wood finishes. Yeah. I think we'll see um, different types of wood being used, different types of toasting methods. I think there'll be some some charred staves going Disclaimer, in. don't do toasted Imburana. No. I, I actually... No, Imburana's no. already toasted when they get it. I know, but um, it shouldn't even be a freaking barrel. But I think Imburana is going to die... In 2024. I think so. I, I just really it's think... It's almost dead now. It is almost dead now, and the market has been flooded, and it, it's seen its heyday. I think people are going to really lean more into uh, French oaking, yes. double American oak. Uh, I think they're going to lean, lean into, like, Mizunara and things yeah. like that. And there's probably other woods that you can finish with that we're just not privy to yet. Right, some of those Japanese woods that yeah. we've tried before amazing so yeah absolutely fantastic no, I, I would i'm with you there i feel like there's so much more flavor or i shouldn't say more flavor more nuanced flavor coming out of the wood as opposed to just doing it finished to get the flavor yeah and what that's gonna what i feel like that's gonna do is it's gonna bring those brands and it's like your whiskey better be freaking good before you do this yeah. because you're not gonna be able to cover it up with throwing it in a wet you know, starlight or a wet, <laughs> I didn't mean to say starlight, but in a wet port barrel or yeah. a wet um, sherry barrel. Yeah. Um, you can cover up a lot of mistakes by finishing. You can't cover up a lot of mistakes by toasting or, yeah, or uh, just, uh, I mean, you can, you can intensify it, but you're not going to cover the mistakes. Yeah. I, I think we're going to see more of the maker's mark model with their private selects where you end up with those uh, finishing staves going into a barrel and stuff like that. It is kind of a way to cheat your way to uh, higher perceived age. Uh, not saying that Makers is young. Makers is a seven to eight or a six to eight year product by the time it goes into a bottle, by the time right. uh, it actually goes anywhere. But with these smaller and craft distilleries, I think four years is no longer enough. Not for the money that people are charging for it, for sure. Uh, no. If you want to put out a four-year product at 30 bucks, go for it. But that also goes into one thing that I remember Alan Bishop said to us yeah. in Whiskey Trends. is He said the small brands are going to be around, the large brands are going to be around, and the mid-tier is just going to fall away. Yeah, which and, some, of, some distillers we really like are in that mid-tier. So it's like some of them are, and the problem is, is they haven't caught up with uh, the similar caliber of products that the big brands are putting out. Like yeah. the big brands, uh, like uh, Heaven Hill, Elijah Craig are, is putting out these barrel-proof products at nine to nine to eleven years. Yep. Um, for for these picks that literally anybody and their brother can get indiana yeah. bourbon club got one so yeah. anybody can get one yeah like it's no longer a special thing yep but you can sell them at the same price it, uh, probably ten dollars more than you would a four-year-old starlight where do you think people are gonna go exactly you're exactly right it, and why wouldn't you yeah i, I mean it, it's uh at the end of the day it's almost just basic economics yeah I, I, I think that some of the mid-tier brands are really going to struggle. There are some that have really 
carved their way in the market and they have their fan base and it's going to go. I think Old 55 will be around. They're still a small brand. They're still doing it. They're still another year away from barrels to be released too. 25. I don't know. So that's that. That's what worries me about someone like that is if they don't yeah. have product, people are going to start. They're already starting to forget about them. I forgot about them. And I, that, they haven't released anything and that's in nothing forever. against them. They had issues and they, I mean, yeah. Family comes first, 100% I get every it. day of the week. I get it. But it is hard to keep a brand going when it, people forgot about you. If if they want to come back in 2025 with something big, they're going to have to do a rebrand and catch people's attention again. I think so. Uh, new a bottle, re- new label, whatever. Something Just new. something. Yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, that's kind of what I, what I think is coming. I think you're going to see more what I'll call straight wood finishes, um, less of those being Amberana. And uh, a lot less of sherry and port and everything else in that realm because uh, everybody's sherry or port finished everything at this point. And it's because there's way more barrels of sherry and port you can buy yeah. out there in the market. And it makes also, it easy everybody finish. is honey finished. So yeah. I think that's also going to die off. Well, especially after the last couple of honey finishes turned out to not be so good. People yeah. are kind of tired of it. <laughs> so it's like Well, I mean, a lot of a lot of smaller brands when they're going to honey finish are and this is a problem with the legalities behind the finishing process. You can literally take a gallon of honey and dump it in a 53 gallon barrel and that is now a honey finished yep. bourbon. Is yep. it legally classified as a bourbon anymore? No, but on the label, can you say bourbon finished in honey barrels? Yes. Yeah. That is legal because you're not saying it's a straight bourbon. Yeah. Um, but I think so much more of that will die off. That's I, a good point, too. I feel like also in 2024, and it, may, it could be longer down the road, but I feel like also, is it the TTB? Yeah. I feel like they're going to start nailing some of these people. Because they've let the they've let the wild west kind of go over the last couple of years, and people are putting stuff out that those labels are not freaking legal at all. No, I feel like they're going to come down on some of these people to kind of weed that down. But you got to think, um, part of that has to do with the bourbon boom. Yeah, there were so, so many companies coming out, and even Mike Bother texted us about his friend starting up a brand soon, mm-hmm. and it's like. There were so many brands that just hit the market. They they had to hire so many TTB agents. Yeah. These are, and I can't blame them. I mean, it's no. government work. I'm sure they were given a handbook and said, okay, go do it. Yeah, you yeah. know? Yep. Um, At some, some point, the government's going to get involved, I feel like. I think so. Uh, last year, one of my predictions was uh, legislation for the finishing category. I am hoping that again for this year because we didn't get it. There's no regulations, no rules around finishing yet. Yeah, I'm hoping it happens, but I'm not holding my breath. I just think now at this point, uh, we have to pray that something happens and educate consumers as best as possible. So here's another another one I'm wondering about, too. Like, you know, after Alan was telling us about, you know, feeling like a lot of the mid, you know, again, small brands can stay open just because. They already have their following. People are coming in. Most of the bottles are being bought right in the distillery. And small brands for uh, for Indiana, I would label that as Old 55, Hard Truth, Bear Wallow, probably a couple other brands. Yeah. Hard Truth is on their way to becoming a mid-tier, yeah. but 
even if they do not take off into that space, the Indiana following behind them is going to carry them. Exactly. I feel like some of those mid tiers, what's going to, what could happen is those mid tiers are going to realize, you know, we're starting to lose a lot of the market share and you're going to have some of the big dogs come in and say, Hey, we'll buy you. And they're going to buy up some of these. I mean, like Green River. Exactly. Green River got bought up. Exactly. Green River. I mean, I know Penelope's a different animal, but like Penelope, I mean, yeah. a great brand. MGP bought them back, and, and I feel like this, that's going to happen more. Um, and you know what? Good for both, because now yeah, the, brand, the distiller that might be starting to slowly fail can actually make money back and either keep doing it or not do it. Yeah. And the big brands are able to continue those those legacies of the small distillery. So, so. Any whiskey trends that you see. I also think there are going to be less new brands coming onto the market yeah. in 2024. We had a big boom in 2022, 2023. There's a whole lot of brands that it's probably started in that 2020, 2019 range. Yeah. And just finally had product to put out in uh, 2023. I don't think we're going to see that. No. I, I, the biggest thing I, I feel like it's going to change is I feel like the whole... Um, the the bourbon craze that the the stupid we see in the yeah. bourbon hunting I feel like that's going to slow down that's just going to naturally happen because there's more product available yeah um one of the things I really hope to see die and we won't go into depth on this I hope the flipping game just finally dies yeah I'm just so so tired of seeing that happen where people get a special bottle and then immediately flip it as opposed to enjoying it with your friends yeah um, I just feel like it's wrong and I. That, I feel like that's something that a lot, most, if not all, distilleries want to see happen. They want to yeah. see the flipping market die off. And you know what? If it gets harder for you to get it because they find out that you're flipping bottles all the time, that's on you. It is on you. So I, uh, I think we've already seen some of the mid-tier distilleries kind of be uh, trumped by the big six. I, yeah, we were talking earlier about even Heaven Hill's seven year bottled and bond product, right? Sitting at Meyer for uh, 55 I think it's bucks. 45, 45 55 now? bucks, yes, yeah. yeah, like around that $50 price point. Which honestly, name to me what seven year product you can get at none. that price. There's none, yeah, there's none. It's and honestly it, a fantastic pour in that $50 price range well, all day long. It's kind of their F you to all these little guys that are yep. just like, oh, yeah, we'll charge that for our four-year product at, at 100 proof. What's, it, what's the age on the old Forester 20? Uh, I don't know I don't about, know if it's about the 19. It's probably not really. But, I mean, that's, again, another one of those bottles in that $50 price range. I'm like, that's, that's consistently that's, good yeah. and uh, near cash strength. But I will say, you know, like we do, we do our old fashions, just our household fashion with JTS Brown, four-year-old bottle and bond, Heaven Hill, awesome for cocktails. You want to step up your game a little bit? Heaven Hill bottle and bond, seven-year, yeah. yeah. makes a ridiculous cocktail. Yeah, and yeah, it's a little bit more expensive, but if you're wanting to step it up, that's a great way to do it. Um, you I, know what brand I'm surprised we didn't see more from this year? Who? Castle and Keith. They just came out with a weeder, another okay. weeder. Um, I didn't get it. They came onto the market hot. Yeah. So hot. And they died down quickly because a lot of their product, um, I'll just say, wasn't general whiskey drinker profile. Right. 
It was not something for the everyday man. They came in so hot because they are in the old Taylor distillery. And good for them. Yeah. They resurrected an amazing property. But they put out a product that was not worthy of that. Especially for the price point. Yeah. Yeah. Bottles, beautiful. Packaging, amazing. You could see that bottle a mile away and say, that's Castle and Key. Yeah. Like, I... Love to see that out of a brand. I do too. Um, I also feel like they kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit because you know they they came out with their first their was was it actually bourbon? Uh, the first the first uh, regular release item was the restoration rye. Right, but after that, when they did the because they had yeah. batch one, batch yeah, two, three, like four, five, and it's like they just kept coming with this is this batch and this is this batch, and not they didn't keep getting better. Some of them were actually not as good as previous ones. Yeah. And I feel like that was kind of a shot in the foot for them because if they would have come out with a bourbon and then all of a sudden they're like, I thought okay, batch one was better ride. than batch two. I did too. I did too. Um, and it, it's just like, that's sad that while you should be blending for consistency, doing a product of a same label like that, you should be blending for consistency. Yeah. yeah. Barrel seagrass, you can see. The batch number on that bottle. Yep. Will you, unless you're doing a side-by-side with a batch 13 off, find a difference? No. I don't think so. What's up, Will? Or Chris? Will, Chris. Yeah, oh, my wow. goodness. Wow. See, Isaiah didn't come around unless you forget your name. Yeah. What? He's the much older one. Yes. How yes. much older? Five years? Six years? <laughs> Looks like no. ten. No, actually, it's not that much difference. <laughs> I think they're within a year or so of each other. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Jim's the much older one. Jim's the very, very much old. Don't worry. He can't hear us all he the way over here. Hear, yeah. No, he didn't. <laughs> I don't know what he said. No. <laughs> Six, Six months. Six months. That's the difference. There you go. That's practically two years. Practically. Well, we'll I'll, I'll talk about this. This, this is actually... this. Ha- so this happened yesterday when this actually re- re- releases. Okay. Um. Will, Will's got a guy coming out to do a tasting. It's just a private tasting that Will's putting on. Um, Hood Sommelier. Yeah, Jack Spagadoo. Jack, yeah. So he's coming into town. Super excited to see him and talk to him. Yeah. You know, we're going to talk and see if maybe he'd want to do an event here sometime, maybe didn't, maybe the first quarter next yeah. year. Um, but I'm super excited to meet him, talk to him, and honestly just drink some amazing whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll be at that same thing. I've been really looking forward to it. Me too. Me uh, too. The the nice thing is is you can go to all of these tasting events, and uh, most of the time they're free. They don't charge anything, and really that's the experience you're gonna get. Yeah, is a rep from the company coming in, showing you through some stuff, and you know honestly it's not a bad time. Hang out. But if you're really looking forward to developing your palate, drinking something, having it explained to you, yep. these private tastings are kind of where it's at. They and are. Uh, I, I will say I'm looking forward to the Jackie one here. Yeah. I was going to bring it. You guys <coughs> re- bring it up. released tickets, didn't you? Not yet. Not yet. So um, <coughs> if you're listening to this on the day it releases, check your email. I believe it's going to be in the email today where you can buy tickets. They're going to sell fast. Yeah. Um, there's only, I think, 30 or 35 tickets available. Um, it's a private event with her on a Sunday night. 
and um, it's going to be amazing. She she does a sensory training where she is not just saying, taste the whiskey. Do you get the vanilla? Do you get the oak? She is literally breaking this down to notes. A chemical she'll have a candle. compounds. She'll have all these little um, envelopes where you're smelling different scents and stuff, and she's trying to get you to break down those flavors as you taste it. And from what I've heard, you know, like Will and Chris both did this, they're both fantastic palates already. They came out of that saying that was so worth doing. Yeah. So check your email if you want to be a part of that. It's going to be like 150 bucks to come do it. Everything's going to be provided for you. And it's I want you to know time. that even if you're not into whiskey as a spirit, that tasting experience will carry over into everything, everything. else. Food, cigars, yeah. everything. I mean, if you, once you train your palate to taste flavors and pick them apart, anything flavorful, you're going to actually be able to do this with. And it def, it changes the game. I mean, it changes your food game like that. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. We also have um, um, talked to the guys at Barrel Craft Spirits cool. down at the Big Red Liquor event, and um, they're wanting to come in and do an event here um, first probably sometime in January or February. And uh, we're going to do that. a big tasting with them. Those guys are. Oh, they're killing it. Oh, my gosh. Um, so he's going to be bringing some stuff next week to taste. So if you want to come by and taste some stuff from Barrel, <laughs> yeah. we'll be here. So uh, what do you think Barrel's going to release next year? Um, I do know he did tell me that they have a very, very, very special seagrass coming out. And I don't know if he's going to bring it to taste <laughs> this time, but he'll probably have it for the event. Um, now I will say some of the seagrass offerings that they've had in the past, like which the gold label stuff, were oh delicious. Gosh. They're expensive bottles, but they're freaking delicious, and they're worth it. You're getting like they're worth it. Sixteen year product in there, yeah. And those guys have, I mean, they are artists when it comes to blending. They are. They see barrels like a bunch of colored pencils in a box, and they're going to make them work for them. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's and that, crazy. And that's the me. thing. So, I mean, maybe you have to tell me if you think of any other ones. Um, I feel like there are maybe three amazing blenders out there. I think Barrel might be the top of that. Okay. I feel like Magnus is also really good. Oh, well, that's Nancy. Oh, then yeah, yeah duh. I yeah. should have known that. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a top. It's definitely a topper. Um, and then Penelope. I think Penelope's amazing. I am, but I'm not. I mean, what are some of the other blenders out there that you're like? No, I I've got to agree with you on that because when I was at the Penelope event, um, I was just absolutely shocked that they did, and it sounds stupid. But learning from them that, like, just the two owners blended it on their own. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That's wild to me. Because yeah. they're, I told them in front of the RNDC guy who was MGPI, like, he legitimately lives in uh, Lawrenceburg. I said, I told him, I said, you need to have the Penelope people blend the next Remus. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I would say every bottle of Penelope we got on the bar is better than the last Remus. <laughs> yeah, well, he didn't take my uh, my advice, um, <laughs> of course, and uh, the last Remus flopped. Um, yeah, but those guys are impressive. They are. They and and they I won th the freaking lottery. 
Yeah. They won the lottery. Yeah. Let's create an amazing brand. We'll buy your product, make it way, 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 way better. And then you can buy it back from us us at a million times overpriced. Yeah. And by the way, you're also going to hire us at six figures for everybody to keep doing what we do well. Yes. We won the freaking lottery. I, uh, you guys are amazing. I mean, honestly, it, but that goes to show that MGP just sees the talent there. And honestly, MGP is going to make an absolute crap ton of money by this, by this sale. They're, yeah. Penel- both of them won. Uh, Penelope them won. is going to be able to grow at a crazy rate now and yeah. just spread their product around and yeah. it'll be in markets that it wasn't last year. So if you don't see it in your market currently, you will. I am telling you it is coming in 2024. Yeah. And we're, I mean, we've seen, I think, I think I saw some people say the rose is in, in state now. Yeah. Um, did we ever get the um, Rio? Uh, yes. Uh, Which I don't care about, but because uh, Ray has it in his end of year thing at okay. Royal Inn, which is a, it's a honey and Amberana finish. Honestly, if I was at Ray's end of year event, I would be a little bit sad to get that bottle because it's sitting next to Willet Purple Tops, a bunch of Pappy, B-Tac, even the the Four Roses uh, and you, Ellie's like. Well, and you were showing me the pictures of what Ray's got this year. If you're in the Ray picks, go. Good for you. There's some amazing bottles. I mean, He's always got great stuff. Yeah. I've not seen it be this great the years I've seen it. Um, so maybe. The thing that shocked me about Indiana this year was I don't think we got any of the uh, any of the makers seller seller, seller aged. See, I was told- I haven't seen it anywhere and not in any of the end of the year raffles the I, I was told by somebody in kentucky and i don't know if this is true it may have been a liquor store that it was only released in kentucky I, that may honestly it wouldn't surprise me there are export bottles um they that went into their export market and the only 750s i've seen have come out of kentucky yeah and it's sad to me like that was such a good product and i know for a fact they can make more yeah like makers is so big that that could be on the same level as the uh four roses le yeah you know just one for every store or something like that i I do believe wholeheartedly that if ray were to have gotten uh even just a case of that because lord knows that dude sells enough makers there that he would deserve a couple cases of it oh yeah that that it would be in that end of year thing and it's just not and in all honesty and i wouldn't blame him at all if he did get one it's probably sitting on his bar at home (laughs) (laughs) Uh, if you're a liquor store owner do it just do it you deserve that and the people who tell you you don't um honestly don't know what you deal with on a daily basis yeah. especially if you're on rural street in downtown indianapolis <laughs> yeah fireball capital of the world baby <laughs> fireball and wheatley vodka baby let's yeah, go yeah 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 I'm, I'm i'm excited to see where things go this year i feel like i feel like you know the the cigar boom you know it's it's kind of plateaued I don't feel like it's going away because people that got into cigars, especially during COVID and after, are still doing it. I mean, just like you know, we're talking about our buddies Chris and Will. I know Will smokes a lot on the road when he's driving. You know, Chris used to be the 
he'd come in here and have a cigar and then he wouldn't have another cigar maybe until him and Will were hanging out or coming here. Yeah. Now he's on, when he's here, usually two or three cigars. Yeah. It's just, once you realize the enjoyment of it, it's, you, you hang out with buddies, you relax and it just becomes second nature. And if you have a, a job that allows you to afford some of these better things, treat and, yourself right. In in today's market and in today's version of Final Third, your everyday cigar or the cigars that you smoke all the time do not have to be over $10. No, they don't. The McAuliffe Black. The Glitch. The Glitch. Glitch Maduro or Claro. Yeah. Um, Most of the Aladino stuff is yeah, sub $10. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I will say every brand is coming out with more increases. Yeah. Um, but that's across the board. Um, we're, we're still checking to see where the taxes are for Indiana this year. We got that dollar cap that's supposed to take for yeah. place January 1. But with the FDA coming back and fighting and all this different stuff, I don't know if that's actually going to happen. But we have a platform to now start pushing to get it down to that 50 cent range. Yeah. And um, so that we're going to keep pushing to try to keep the prices down. But every brand is increasing their prices because they have to. I mean, everything's more expensive. Their shipping's stupid expensive. Yeah. Their labor rates have gone up. Even though they're still in Central America, their labor rates are going up. If they're making more product, they hire more people. They have more farms. So it is what it is. I mean, if you were ever to go on to – I mean, if you wonder why cigars are so expensive, go online and just look up cigar – factory or cigar farm tours and just watch some of the videos of what goes into making a cigar and you'll say oh i see why that's a 15 dollars cigar now uh, i don't okay i think we have a couple machine made cigars in here but that would be some of the uh uh some of the flavored stuff that would be the only possible ones that are the flavored ones yes past that it's like every single one of these is handmade yeah and it's a work of art. Like it is. You, you can't just, I know there's a lot of people that will try their hand at rolling events and, uh, they make terrible cigars. They do. They do. And it's not just the rolling, it's the blending and it's knowing what's going to taste well with something else. I mean, it's just like, just like making a cocktail, man. You know, you can make a cocktail and put these same, I mean, we tell people all the time, they say, I oh, mean, I love your old fashioned. Can you give us a recipe? We give them the exact recipe, exactly how to make it. You go almost like, oh, mine didn't taste anything like it. I'm like, consistency. It's the consistency. It's the quality of the products you put into it. You're like, yeah. oh, well, yeah, I didn't have Luxardo cherry, so I used maraschino. Well, there's your problem. Yeah, you did it differently. <laughs> exactly. It's literally different. So it's just, you know, you have to, you have to do that. Well, and uh, what's the key ingredient <laughs> we're missing? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lisa puts her finger in all your cocktails. She does so you know. not. Lisa does not finger <laughs> your cocktails. Tam might. Tam might. Tam, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Tam fingers your cocktails. Yes, yes, yes. I clicked the wrong one. Yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, well, um, anything else you want to talk about today? I mean, we, we are, like I said, we're going to be talking about our top five cigars of the year. Um, I'm going to break mine down a little bit this year. Um, because we've had some great budgets come out, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a budget category in there too. Yeah. Um, top, top whiskeys of the year. Um, 
anything else you think we ought to be thinking about? In uh, the next show, I would also like to highlight uh, top disappointments of the year, whether it's in the cigar category or in the whiskey category, because I do have some whiskey category ones. Okay, that'd be good. That'd be um, good. Uh, well, and uh, not not to bash not products to bash. or brands, but there were there are a lot of stuff out There's there. There's a lot of products that did not live up to the hype. They nope. just didn't. Nope. You're um, right. You're right. Real quick. Yes. One easy stocking stuffer for people to get their final third friends. Okay. Are those Glen toppers? You Dude, got in. they're awesome. So yeah, so it's basically just a it's a wood topper for your Glen Cairn has a rubber gasket on it, and if you're watching the video, you can see it. Otherwise, you're just gonna have to listen to me. You pop that thing on there, and it keeps you, it keeps all the all the aroma in the glass until you're ready to drink it. And then when you pop it, you have all the flavor, yeah. all the nose in there. You'll see this happen with a lot, a lot of wine tastings. They do this too, um, but we got these in, and they're six bucks. Yeah, they're six so, bucks. So uh, a couple applications I would say for these. Um, let's say you just don't have it in you to finish that pour that night. Yep. You cap it off. You're good to go. Yeah. Next Other thing is, and I love to use these in the warmer months when I'm smoking outside. Mm. It keeps bugs out. Bugs yep. from flying into my whiskey. Or ash and, if you're smoking over close to your ashtray and stuff. And yes. they, seriously, I have had more gnats and stuff fly into my whiskey. I had a gnat fly into a George T. Stag one time. Oh, like, they don't even care about so sad. Food. I drank it anyway. Well, yeah, of course you Yeah, did. extra protein. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, Whatever. it's dead. But it's just like. It's a happy bug. He was happy. Oh, he was drunker than hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but seriously, um, literally just grab a couple of these and keep them around. I am yeah. telling you they will come in so much more useful than you will ever believe. Yeah. And they're not that big. Easy to put in a drawer. Easy to even throw on top of your glens. Yeah, just leave When you put them in the cabinet. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too, is like we also have Glen Cairns and we have the new rocks glasses in. They're a little bit larger, so they're eight and a half ounces. So it's a lot easier to make a cocktail in. Um, those are all great stocking stuffers. Yeah. You know, I always think lighters and cutters are a little harder to buy for someone you don't really know what they want because those can be very personal. Yeah. Um, Some uh, general cards. general cutter you can get is the Calibri SV. That's got yes. both the straight and the V on it. and somebody's going to like one or the other or both. Rob used to be a V-man every single time. He still is to, to a certain extent, but the past probably month we've yeah, been month. on the show, he's been straight cutting. Yep. And it, it's just, it's a little difference. You know, change it up. Keep yep. it fresh. Exactly. And that's that's definitely something that's easy to throw in the stocking. And like, like I said earlier on, um, all this stuff is going to be 15% off all the way until Christmas. So these will be great gifts to give people. I will tell you right now, Calibri online, you never see discounts. No. Anywhere. Ever. So to get a Calibri at a discount, I mean, our prices are the same as you would buy them online without shipping. Yeah. You're going to get 15% off that. You can't get them that cheap anywhere else. So no, you that's can't. definitely something for not sure. Not Amazon, not their website, not Cigars International. That's a good them. thing. Good point, too, is um, Amazon. You know, I know a lot of people love Amazon. We buy shit from Amazon every freaking day, it seems like. Yeah. But... Amazon, a lot of the products they have are seconds or old stock. And you will see a lot still on Amazon of the old Calibri cutters yeah. that have the old logo on them. 
that had functional issues. Yes. And um, screws and would back out. I will stuff. tell you, those are out of warranty. They're out of warranty. You those cannot are, warrant them. Those are past their two-year mark just yep. because they've been sitting in a warehouse. I had someone bring one in the other day, and the screws were popping out on me. I'm, I looked. I'm like, yeah, that was made like seven years ago. He's like, really? I just bought it. I'm like, yeah, Amazon's still selling them because they can because it's Amazon, yeah. you know? And, uh, you know, if that is you and you buy one, honestly, it's a great cutter. If it is. You, if your screws back out on you. Um, just be diligent. Be diligent. Uh, throw some Loctite on them. Yes. Uh, you'll, be able to, you'll be able to get that. The uh, other thing is that makes a great gift, and this is a big gift, but if you are struggling to find something for your loved one who has a uh, bourbon room or a bar room, something like that, hit up Derek at Deadwood Live. Yes. Um, for just a custom piece of furniture yeah. um, for that room. And he's he's made live-edge shelves. You should see his Facebook page. He has pictures of his own home bar of things that he's made, and it is beautiful. And if you've ever seen those whiskey barrel bars, the basically you cut out the side, you can have your, bo- your, your glassware and all the stuff in there. He's made those. I mean, if you've been in here and you've seen the stools made out of 100%, well, 98% yeah. barrel wood. Yeah. That, I mean, he can make those too. Um, you're going to get the best quality of anybody I've ever seen. In, uh, in a world today where furniture doesn't last forever, Derek, you will pay for his stuff. But I am telling Rightly you. so. Yep. It is worth it and it's going to last. The stools that we got for in here have had probably some 450-pound people Easy. on them, yep. and they are fine, yeah, yeah. absolutely fine. They're, we've had no issues with any of it. This table is held up well. The finish he did on it is just wonderful, yep. and it's still beautiful. We had somebody in here today taking pictures of it because they loved the bow ties that he that he put in there. Yeah, it was actually another woodworker that was trying to make his own table. Yeah. He's like, oh, man, I love that. So he started taking pictures because he's going to try it. We we call him by his first name because yeah. we know him. Yeah, he's but, a buddy of ours. Oh my goodness, his stuff is high quality. Mm-hmm. But shout out to him for this shout wonderful for table, sure. um, because Lord knows we wouldn't be podcasting on something like this without him. No, if and you remember the old days, the man, that little round table was just we would not have been able to fit this stuff on here. Absolutely, it was not. just too much awkward. The other thing too is. We still have some humidors in here from Claro, some of the travel humidors. Again, they're all going to be 15% off. So The stinky ashtrays, too. Stinky ashtrays. They're all great things to get your cigar smoker. So, Or or get for yourself. You just yeah. got a Christmas bonus. You want to spend a little bit? Do it. Yeah. But I'm going to call that a day for this episode. Yes. Um, we didn't really talk about the Knuckle Sandwich Maduro, but if you haven't heard us talk about it, you probably haven't been listening long. It's wonderful. We smoke these every week. So. Uh, all the time. Yep, so yep. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Whiskey Pastor. You can find me at Final Third Cigar. Remember, there will be no episode coming out on Christmas, but we'll be here the week after Yes, for the New top Year's. five of the year. We're going to be doing both cigars and whiskey of the year. So Heck yeah, we'll have to bring out some fun bottles to drink. Heck yeah, All absolutely. Right. Well, thanks guys. We will see you next week. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.